Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. As I was thinking about this morning and God's been so very good and how he moves with us and how he helps us and develops us. And sometimes, just like Pastor Jason was saying, we think about ourselves in the middle of it. We think about our personal struggle. And I'm telling you, I am so glad for the Holy Ghost. So glad. How many struggles I had in my life trying to live without him. I was born again, but I did not have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I tried to live right, and it was terrible. I tried to go to prayer meetings. Ugh, it was so awkward. Oh, my goodness gracious me. I'm so glad for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> not that I use praying in tongues as an excuse to, to uh, praying or things like that. But there was that place, that wonderful place where for so long I tried to have a good character. I tried to be a good Christian, and I was lousy. <laughs> Anybody else ever feel that way? Amen. I started this morning reading from the book of Acts in chapter 4 where it says, But wait for the promise. I like how this verse starts. I'm in Acts chapter 4 and verse 1. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. Oh my goodness gracious me. I don't, I don't think that uh, Pastor Mary is the only one that's drunk this morning. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, Acts chapter 1 verse 4. It starts this way, being assembled together. I'm telling you what, if you didn't think we're in a war, we're in a war, folks. And lazy isn't going to do it. Lazy isn't going to do it, but the Holy Ghost is in us being assembled together. We got to come together no matter what. I know God's in your home. I know God's in my heart. But there's a place where we come together. Hallelujah. And we need to come together. We need to. First of all, it's just kind of fun. Amen. Amen. But there's something that happens when we see each other's face. There's an accountability. You know, it's hard to uh, have a little drink on the side where you're having church if you don't think the Holy Ghost knows you're wrong. When you're sitting on the couch and having a little, you know, a little Ryan seven while you're having church and you think God doesn't know because you're at home. Come on. Are you ready for me today? Being assembled together, there was a commandment that came that they should not depart from Jerusalem. There's a place where God's telling you, you got to know how to be set where he puts you and be happy in it. I have never seen anybody grow disconnected from the body of Christ. And that's the truth. They might grow a few leaves, but they'll never produce fruit. I've grown a lot of things in my house and I've also had some plants not grow. I overwater them. <laughs> I think if I give them more water, surely they'll grow. I've done that with people. And I flooded them as well. <laughs> I've, I, I'm, I know there's a couple of people within our congregation. We get so excited. I can I tell you a little story? Now, you know that I'm kind of a bit of an extrovert, right? No one's surprised by that. Well, we were helping this person. We brought him into our home. And she had been going through a, a, an eating disorder and depression and all kinds of things. And we took her in to help her and bless her and pray for her until she got on her feet. And, and she was very fragile when she came and she was very, very thin. And so she comes up and she's now in, a, you know, we got her cozy, got her situated. And she comes upstairs. I had the coffee and the breakfast going. She walks in and I go, hey, how you doing? And she just went, and burst and came apart. And I'm like, uh, oh, I, I'm happy. Most of the time, I'm pretty loud. 
And, and I thought, I'm going to have to operate differently because this person wasn't going to respond quite like I, how I thought. And so there was this situation where I wasn't relating to her and she wasn't relating to me. <laughs> I was a little bit over, shall we say. And sometimes we're like that with people. We pour water on until they basically drown. And then we wonder why, why they're floating down the thing, you know. And, and we got to pour water, as the Lord says. And when we'll wait for the promise of the Father, when we'll wait on God, God will give us when to pour and when to close our mouth. I think that's the hardest for some people uh, to, to get them closed and the hardest to open it for others. Right? Hello, are you with me today? Some people have a hard time closing their mouth. Sometimes people have a hard time opening it. We need to have a balance in both. This is where the Holy Ghost can help us. Aren't you glad? When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I, I had had myself in a bucket of trouble trying to live right and bombing at it and feeling bad. And I was so bound by guilt. You just can't. It, it was terrible. But this man who had been filled with the Holy Spirit had such a kindness towards me. And he just waited and he watched me eat. And I tell you what, I don't think I heard, here, have this dinner. I'm like, I'm in this youth camp thing and he's watching. He sat me at the end of the table. I, every mouth of food didn't have any flavor. I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> uh, the guilt, the condemnation, those were my things. And I was owning them with righteousness, if you know what I mean. I mean, I could tell you up and down scriptures to tell you why God shouldn't work with me. Anybody hearing me today? And this guy just kept loving on me. And the, the more he loved me, the worse I felt. And I knew I was going to have to let it go. And that was weird. And finally, I just, I thought, that's it. I cannot put another mouth of this, you know, porridge in my and it wasn't porridge, it was tasty food, but it had no flavor because I knew something was going to happen. And he just moved on over and he began to pray for me. And there was such a love of God that it released all the guilt that I had had. And when it was done, I was so full of the Holy Ghost and fire and I've never gone back. I am believing for that for every person that I meet. That we're not just going to have like a, wow, you know, I got this really good formula. And this is how to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to slap you. We're going to say hallelujah five times. Then you're going to have a funny sound come out of your mouth. And we're going to lay hands on you quickly. And you're going to go away from this place. And you're going to go shunday, shunday, shunday for the rest of your life. I am really looking forward to people actually full of God. Amen. It's because we don't know how to wait right. And then when we do wait, we don't know what we're waiting for. It says, wait for the promise of the Father. Which he what? See, we jumped to the end. We, somebody's got their windows open. I'm hearing myself twice. Praise the Lord. He said, wait for the promise. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said he heard of me. He heard it. People, we got to hear it. We got to hear what God is saying. It's time we heard. Being full of the Holy Ghost isn't full of you. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said, John truly baptized with water. You'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost very soon. But we haven't really proven as Christians we're good waiters. We're crying. I, I, I see this all the time, and I've said it so many times. Sometimes I think I'll just walk around with a hand over my face, you know, face palm. Everybody's got this thing about patience. And everybody hates it. If you keep hating patience, you're not going to get anywhere with it. If you keep mocking it, you'll never have it. We won't have what we mock ever. And if you really want some patience in your life, you're going to have to change what you say about patience. I remember a pastor came up to me and he, he said, you know, you're just, you're just such a great example of long suffering and patience. And I actually like got mad. I got so angry. I walked out. <laughs> I thought that's it. This meeting's over. Bye. And he was teaching and, and, you know, he used me as an example of somebody who had a lot of patience. I just thought, you don't know what's going on inside of me. That's what I thought. I thought, oh, he doesn't know me at all. He doesn't know how impatient I am inside. 
It might have not been coming out of my mouth, but it was sure in my heart. I'd been mocking patience. I'd been one of those people that says, oh, you know, uh, if you ask for patience, look out. Everything's going to go wrong in your life. That's what happens when you ask for patience. You're going to have a lot of opportunity to not walk in patience. And I thought that's how it worked. But when I got a hold of the Holy Ghost and I surrendered that part, I mean, I, co I quoted all kinds of scriptures upside down and over in the wrong way. I, got, I brought out James where it said, the tongue can no man tame. I told him he was right. Hold on, look at Yep, you're right. I can't tame it. That's the truth. Absolutely. The tongue can no man tame. I tried. It's not working for me either. That's a truthful scripture. But I realized it was man taming one day when I was quoting that and yelling about it and saying, God, I tried. I'm that loud mouth that never can find the door to shut. And so I had been praying about, you know, let no corrupt communication. I was quoting all the right things. Let no corrupt communication come forth out of my mouth, but let every word be edified and exhortation, all those things. And what had come out was a bunch of flurry. Right? And so I go back to him. See, God, I tried. The tongue can no man tame. I tried. I tried patience. I tried to keep my tongue and none of it is working. So one day when I was quiet, God said, did you see the man part in that? <laughs> the tongue can no man tame. And it hit me like a bad bullet. Oh, my, my. That's right. But if I would just surrender to the Holy Spirit, I might just have an opportunity for some change. Amen. And I found out when I was surrendered to the Holy Spirit, I really was a patient person. And it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to walk in patience. It's his fruit. If I let it flow, he'll do it. And, and my, 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 you know, I'm a patient person and it's the truth. It's not a, you know, kind of a confession that we fake a lot of us. Wasn't one of those. <laughs> I was going somewhere. Praise the Lord. I got excited. I, I just, we talk about the Holy Ghost and I get kind of all fired up and excited. I guess we should, but I think we don't talk about him enough. Acts chapter two, we're going to just keep going. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, it has, just in case you're wondering. They were all with one accord in one place. Yes. People have been thinking that it's great crowds in one accord that brings change. That's not how change comes. Change comes through surrender. Revivals have never come. Reformations never come by a great group of people gathering together and all doing the same thing. Never happened. Never. It never happened. Reformation came, and we can document it historically, by some guy who stuck their neck out and just believed God. And then a few people, usually strange ones, not acceptable by the crowd, stood with him and said, you know what, we're just going to believe the Bible and I'm not going to look at numbers, and I'm not going to look at myself. I'm going to look at the Holy Ghost. And then things happened, and things changed, and they went, woohoo, this is pretty good. Never happened by the crowd. The crowd got dealt with. <laughs> Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like fire, and it sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. As the Holy Spirit gave them utterance, not because they decided to, not because the pastors lined up, did a formula over your head and slapped you on the head and said, be filled and, and, and release, let go, go forward, go back, hold on, let go. They didn't do any of that. They didn't come out with a formula, folks. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. They surrendered and the Holy Ghost filled them and fire came in them and the Lord God got a hold of their hearts and they were changed. Hallelujah. 
was pretty exciting. A few of our excited people say amen, and the quiet ones still went, hmm. <laughs> There's a horn, praise the Lord. I like how this unfolds. There are a bunch of Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven, and when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded. And it's time we confounded this world with the power of God, and they're going to be confounded when we're actually filled with God and not ourselves. Amen. I like that clapper. Praise God. Every man heard them in their own language. It didn't say they spoke every language. It said every man heard them in their own language. I don't care what language people speak. They can all hear God talking to them directly. Amen. And it won't matter. Now, there was a time God used me to speak a language I didn't even know. I was just worshiping God, and I was just praying in other tongues and then singing in other tongues. And there was someone standing by who didn't like the Holy Ghost, didn't believe in it, didn't believe in praying in other tongues. And they were standing by, and apparently I used his dialect. It was news to me. But he heard God in his own language. He thought I was speaking it. I don't know that I did. But what was the point? He heard God in his own tongue. And then he knew it was God. No one else could do that. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. He'll speak to you how he knows to reach you. Amen. Amen. People come and they say, how can I move in the power of God? And how can I do this? It's not the power you need to look at. You need to look at God. Amen. Praise God. And we need to be able to hear. It says they heard. Faith comes by hearing. And if you're only hearing what is wrong and all those Holy Ghost people got no character and I don't know about that tongue thing and it sounds weird to me. And if that's what your ears are hearing, you'll probably never pray in other tongues. Right? If all you hear is negative, well, I don't know, it sounds weird to me, and I don't know if I like it, and blah, blah, this and that and the other, that's what you're full of. But if you begin to hear that there is a God who longs to get a hold of you so that you can communicate in a heavenly language and speak the language of heaven wherever you go and you put your own things aside, as Pastor Jason was telling us this morning, you get yourself out of the picture and you begin to focus on God. I tell you what, you'll be praying in other tongues. You'll be praying in the language of heaven. And when you're praying the language of heaven, you'll have heaven's change land on earth. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is good. He is good. Now, I know that there are some who, who go back to formula because they're trying to have the things of God come to pass. We get desperate as pastors and leaders sometimes. We see people struggling. So in their struggle, we try to come up with a solution to help them. We, we preach messages of faith. We preach messages of hope. We preach messages about the Holy Spirit trying to help, but we don't want to lean into formula, although we understand that there's some principles involved that are true, right? Surrender is a, is a thing, and we need to understand that. We need to have faith for surrender, that our surrender is actually going to produce something. We need to have an expectation that the Holy Ghost, when we invite him in, is going to do something, right? So there's some principles involved that are absolutely right and correct. But it's when we try to make that into boxes that we go along and tick and say, why didn't happen for me? That's where the problem lies. We need to be people of faith. And sometimes we do a little bit too much coaching. And, and, and there's a place where at the end of the day, you just need to get down on your knees and just call out to God. And just call out, call out, call out. He is going to answer you. He will. He'll, he'll answer you. He's faithful. Amen. He's faithful to do that. And lots of times we see, well, you know, the Lord, when we're pastors or leaders or even people just loving others, you know, we'll, we'll go out, we'll go out for the one, but, and, and the words that come to me, and I've, had, I've had actually had somebody come and tell me, well, you know, that person, they're lost, and Jesus left all the multitude and went after the lost, and this person is my family lost, and you need to go and help them. I said, oh, well, Jesus went after the lost, and this one in my family is lost, you need to go to them. Here, I'll give you their number, and you can go chase them down and chase down the lost, because that's what Jesus did. They're telling me what to do. I said, well, I'll pray for them. But that wasn't what they wanted. 
they've been pouring, like I talked about with that plant, they've been pouring water for years and not having any results. Now I know this, I'm talking fast today. I know this, that if you plant good seed, it can break a rock. This is true. I've seen weeds come up out of the cement that you didn't even know there was a seed of that weed that went down there. When Jesus talks about in Mark chapter four, and he talks about the sower sowing the word, it says some fell on stony ground, not all, but some. Some fell on stony ground. But I don't know about you, but I don't think I'm going to throw all my seed on, on rocks just for fun of it. Amen. So sometimes we get caught up in trying to help others by keeping on throwing our seed all on the rocks. And then we wonder why it's not working. Well, it takes a long time for that little seed to get in there and break that rock. And if that's all you want to do is go rock climbing or rock punching or rocking, get a better hammer. Amen. You have more fun. The word of God is sharp. And yes, it can pierce. And yes, it can divide. And yes, it can break a hard heart. But look at the soil that's right beside it. That's good. That's ready soil and ready to receive. He didn't spend all of his time on rocky soil. Amen. And sometimes when we're talking about the Holy Ghost and being filled, we get all caught up in all the ritual. We get caught up in the formulas. We get caught up in the how are we ever going to help this person? I'm telling you that that's what's on the inside. You're looking at yourself. If that's what you're doing, you're looking at yourself. When you surrender and have the Holy Ghost lead you, he'll tell you to where to sow seed. And you have to trust that where he's told you to sow seed is going to work. And don't keep digging it. Some fell on good soil. Some fell on good soil. Yes, yeah, some fell on the wayside and some fell on rocky soil and some fell on the bushes. Some will fall on the bushes today, but some will fall in good soil. And then they're going to have a refilling of the Holy Ghost because it says be being filled in, that, in Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm good with that because I know this. I haven't had quite enough yet. <laughs> Amen. So when we're filled with that, and we begin to cooperate with the Holy Ghost, things will begin to go better. They really will. They really will. If I want you to turn to Acts chapter 28, because things don't always turn out the way we think they will. Paul encountered many storms, and there are storms in this world that, that are going on. But I didn't see any Jesus. He didn't do it. Paul didn't do it. All these people of God didn't go around storm chasing. They didn't talk about it. Even when you look up, you can go home and do a study on storms and see how much the Bible attention the Bible gives to them. It's like it's over in one verse, sometimes one sentence, sometimes only a phrase. Man, it's time we, we got that attitude about storms where it didn't take over. I know where it talks about the end of Mark 4, it says the water actually got in the boat. And some of you might have water in the boat today, but it's time to get flushed. Amen. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. I think I cut out there, but I'm okay. Amen. Did you find Acts chapter 28? Verse 27 says some people's ears are waxed gross. And uh, hopefully it's not gross in the way we think, but praise the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and they're hard of hearing. And that's the truth. Remember I said some's going to fall on a rock? Don't spend all your time with rocks, amen? Don't do it. You'll be very unhappy. Acts chapter 28 talks about those people who just kind of have trouble hearing God. And in this day and age, there's every opportunity and through social media and everything else to be hearing God all the time, 24-7. But the trouble is people are reading the word and they're talking to God, but they're not hearing and we know this, God wants to flow in power. He wants to change lives. He wants to do that. He wants to help people. That's why the spirit of truth came, right, to help us. As I said before, I was trying to be a good Christian, and it didn't really work. 
I couldn't hear these scriptures about the Holy Spirit. I had already had in my understanding what I'll call clogged knowledge. I had a lot of religious teaching, but I didn't have the word. Even when I read the word, it didn't connect in the right way. So my expectations of the word were of that of religious teaching rather than what the word was actually saying. Make sense? I know some of you watching today may be in that very place where what you were taught about the scriptures and how to understand them is how you continue in them. But God's calling us to continue in a different manner. Amen. Praise the Lord. So in verse 27, it says, The heart of this people is waxed gross. Their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes have they closed. Now I want you to see something so vital. It says they, they, they. It never says God did that. This is a choice. If you can't hear about the Holy Ghost, it's a choice. It's a choice to hear God. It's a choice to say what I've learned so far hasn't helped me. It was a choice to surrender to the Holy Spirit and have him fix my character. I tried so many times to be good, and I was not. I tried so many times to sin, and I sinned more. I tried so many times to hold my right, mouth right and to be patient, and I was just miserable. But when I surrendered to the Holy Ghost, when I decided to hear, when I decided to see what the real trouble was and what the real help was, I changed. I changed. You cannot fix your character by yourself. You won't walk in power and great faith without a character adjustment for the long term. I know that God can work miracles through a small child. I've seen it. I've seen him and people who had faith fall, great faith, and fall on their face. I've seen people who should have made it, many, many miracles happening through their ministry and fallen because they didn't have the character of God. And we must be people who allow the Holy Spirit to touch the places we were dull to, to touch the places in our life that we didn't want looked at. Sometimes we reject the Holy Spirit because he might see something we don't want changed. All those days, they're dull of hearing, they're dull, they don't want to see, they're dullards. Dull, dull, dull but it's because we're hiding something and they don't want to talk about it. And God's just waiting for you. He's just waiting for you. He wants to fix those things. He wants to fix it. So you don't have to have a drink after five o'clock when you come home from work. He wants to fix it. So you don't have to reach for the medicine on the shelf to numb the pain. He wants to fix all those areas where you feel guilty inside, where you feel shame, that if you thought that if you ever told somebody, they'd condemn you. God's not in that business. You're the only one condemning yourself. He wants to fix those areas. And you see, if we want to walk in his power, we need to allow him to, to change our character. I didn't wake up this morning and say, gosh, you know, I really hope I blow it again. I, you know, I, I don't uh, hear. Yeah, let's all fall down and have a big sin party and, you know, blow it and have a terrible character blow out, flip out my lid and go something. And I don't know. I don't want to do that. Did you all wake up and do that today? You think, oh, yeah, I'm going to come to church and da, da, da. But it's because we don't want to let the Holy Ghost touch those areas. I had some parts in my life. I had to let him in. I had to let him touch the areas where he said, you know, you're a bit touchy there. <laughs> I had to. You want to change, you got to let them. When I was younger and my mom's inside and she testified to me that I had a terrible temper. I don't have a terrible temper. Not anymore. But getting rid of it when I hung on to it so long was awful. 
I knew it well. I could tell when it was coming, and I knew when it was rising. I could feel it in my ears. You know, I could feel that blood pressure going up, and my goodness me, I don't do that. Haven't I just don't get angry. How'd that happen, God? <laughs> I opened up. He changed something inside. I can't even tell you how he did it, but I can't tell you how the leaf grows neither. But I know it grows. I cannot tell you how he changes it. I just know he does. And I know as long as I'm protecting it, he won't go in there. And you have to be willing for that. I have to be willing to let people who I am serve under talk to me about different things. You say, oh, well, you never had to be corrected, Pastor. Oh, yes, I have. I got corrected publicly in a big meeting with lots of other people there. <laughs> did I have a good, a good excuse for my bad behavior? I thought I did. I was standing up there and I got announced. I was asked to announce a thing. I'd had two hours sleep. I was tired. I was cranky. I wasn't angry. I was cranky. And there was no coffee to be had anywhere. Mind you, coffee doesn't wake me up, so it wouldn't have worked anyway. My body and caffeine, they just don't, they don't know each other, so I can drink lots of it. It never affects me. Some of you are going, wow, praise God, I want that anointing. And uh, so, <laughs> amen. And I, I was just... You know, so if we want to line up excuses why you freak out, that was, I had them. I had lots of them. And, and, and so there I was. And, and I said something, and it wasn't nice. It just didn't come out nice. And the leader of the pack behind me, who I'm submitted to, says in a loud voice behind me, he said, that was not nice. And I, and careful now, and I had a choice. I could have got angry, flipped out, and ran away, and gone, meow, 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 meow. and I could tell you, if I was 15, I probably would have, but I did not. I ate dirt that day, <laughs> and pastors, leaders, you get used to the taste of dirt in your mouth, things will go better quicker. <laughs> Just don't chew rocks, it's hard in the teeth, amen? <laughs> so I apologize publicly. And uh, things got better. And I didn't make excuses. Hear me. If you want to be free and if you want God to help your character, you can't make excuses for bad behavior. So what I said was, I'm sorry, that was very unkind. Okay, move on from here. Let me readjust and bring you something that's right. And I did right there. Thank you. Thank you very much. And so I did, and I got free, and I learned something powerful that day. Repentance and forgiveness can move really, really fast. <laughs> it didn't take five hours. I didn't have to get down on my knees and cry five times. I didn't have to say, oh, God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I'm such an idiot. Amen. I just apologized, and we went on. And other people go, I don't even know. They missed it. Praise God, he's so good. Amen. And I think when we don't make a big deal out of it, we just do what's right, other people notice less. And I found out another reason why. Because they were so self-concerned about their own self that they didn't know what I was doing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen about what other people think but the other people are thinking what other people are thinking about them and they're thinking about what other people are thinking about them and if you caught that they're thinking about themselves don't ask me to repeat that <laughs> praise the lord that's what happens they're in the self cycle now we got somewhere here well you know what i heard this and it was so funny i thought this is the truth god doesn't want you so faith-filled and power-packed that it's like you know, that, that without character, it'd be like taking a, an airplane engine and sticking it in a Model T Ford, you know, somewhat there. Amen. It wasn't mine, I borrowed it, but I sure liked it. Amen. He wants us to be of good character. He wants us to be solid and unmovable and abounding. And we're not going to be abounding in the work of the Lord as long as we're functioning in the work of ourselves. Amen. So the heart of this people is wax gross. Their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes have they closed. Last what? They should get their eyes open and see the truth. Well, if you want to stay in darkness, I guess it's your choice too. 
He says, look, he says, let's say to get this, the end of the verse. And I should heal them. Be it known unto you that the salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles and they'll hear it. And I look at this and I thought this is such good news. Such good news. There's a promise that people will hear. Amen. Amen. And as I said before, we don't want to be rock throwers or rock, you know, concerners or that's it. We're going to become professionals in sowing seed into rocks. There's people who will hear. And let us not miss the people who God puts in front of us who are open, hungry, want to hear, and spend all of our time trying to fix the person we want God to fix. Amen? There's no shouting. There should be shouting. This is not a rock quarry. Amen? It's good soil. There's people crying out for the attention of God. There's people hungry for the truth of God. There's people hungry for the power of God. And they're right there. There are people who will hear, don't spend all your time with a rock crowd. Amen. And this is not rock and roll. <laughs> if, it, if it was rolling, at least it'd be moving. And most rocks are just so set in their ways. You can't do nothing with them. Bless God, some overflow will get to the rocks. Let the overflow take care of it and get to the good soil. Plant in good soil. Speak to good soil. Speak to the hungry. Believe for the hungry. And the Holy Ghost will move there and do some great things. And you'll see a great harvest. 30, 60, 100 fold. What are you believing for today? Are you believing for a hundred fold fire of God? Well, if I could just have a little bit to get me through to heaven, praise God. I'll get under the door and everybody be happy. No. Come on. Amen. A hundredfold return. Really? So one quarter of the people believe for a hundredfold return. Well, I don't know that a quarter of the people. So one fourth of the guys. There's way seed, uh, thorny seed, rocky seed. And then there's these guys that believe for 30, 60, hundredfold. Now, I don't know how many that was in the crowd, but I'm assuming if they went so far to get God, there's probably more than there were rocks. There's probably more than there were bushes. And the wayside was over there. So it's probably maybe 70%. Maybe. I'll just take it and throw that out there. But there's lots. There's lots of people who are hungry. There's lots of people who want what you have, what God has put inside of you. There's lots of people who need what God has put inside you. They will hear they will hear they're destined and purposed to hear think about that god declared and sent his word to people who would hear this is a really hard thing for us as canadians and it shouldn't be because we're so wrapped up in helping the people we want to see helped that we cannot see who God has destined and called us to. And it's time that blinder came off and we went to who we were sent. Amen. Let's be going to who we were sent and know who we are sent to. I want to go where I've been sent. And not try to sort that out myself. Amen. The Holy Ghost is here. And he wants every one of you filled to overflow. He's not the God of the just get by ever. And he wants to know. If you want him bad enough. Do you want him bad enough? to let go of the stuff of this world, to let go of the, and let him into the places you didn't really want touched. Let me say this. Well, I'm going to anyways, whether you let me or not, whether you decide to hear it is your choice. Hallelujah. It's not always easy to let him touch the places that will change your life forever because you have to face it. 
it'll be the best decision. But things like sexual sin, if the world talks about it and we've got children facing it every single day from the time they're in kindergarten, we better be sure that we talk about it. And I guess the real problem is with most sin is that too many people standing in pulpits today aren't leading clean lives. Because we can't talk about it cleanly if we are not delivered from it purely. I don't have those problems. God's a great healer. I don't think about them. They're not in my life. I'm not telling you I'm a perfect person. I'm telling you I'm a surrendered person. And God is perfecting me. I'm not tripping up in what I did when I was 15. Aren't you glad? I keep my character surrendered to his presence. And I tell you, if you think that's easy, then you haven't heard me today. It's a choice all the time. But his grace is sufficient. You might have to decide many times in one day to surrender to the Holy Spirit, but it'll always be worth it. Always. There might be temptations that come your way, but temptation's not sin. But we're going to have to be a people who rise up because the only way that I know how to operate in continued, where it says in 1 Corinthians uh, 1658, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know your labor is of the Lord. In order to walk in that kind of consistency and steadfastness, I have to be surrendered all the time. And let's face it, we all live in a body. And that's the hard part. The body has flesh wants. It's got all kinds of things going on. And it's always got a story to tell you and a reason why you shouldn't. But we also have God with us. And he knows how to get us through every time. Every time. Surrender is the key. You might have to eat dirt a few times. Get used to it. You'll get to enjoy its sort of texture in your mouth after a while. And hopefully when you understand that humility and the dirt thereof that goes with it brings you to a greater place of loving one another truly, it'll be easier to swallow. Amen. God loves so, so very much, but he's really calling us in this day to stronger character, surrendered character, changed character. If we're going to be continuing and steadfast, we can't be people who flip out every time there's a t temptation. We've got to be able to say no. Maybe some of you need to do what Jesus do. Get down on your knees and keep confessing the Lord Jesus till you have that place where you have the ability to resist sin. Holy Ghost will help you. He'll help you. He's helped me. And I kind of like the fireside. Amen. I like knowing that he's with me. I do my best to acknowledge him. Didn't make me great, but I sure have a fun life. Amen. I believe he wants that for every one of us to not be falling under anymore and to live over. Amen. Well, why don't you stand up on your feet? I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to pray a, a, a formula over you in your life. If you could just leave that to on for a few minutes while I pray for the people online. There is change coming. And we can't be storm-minded anymore. Time to stop talking about it. Time to look up to Jesus. Get our focus off the storm. Focus in the right place. God's with us. But warriors know this. We're going to have to get this character thing right. And not by ourselves, But through surrender to the Holy Ghost. Surrendering to his love and, his, and knowing that he's accepted us. 
If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, it's time you ought to be. And none of the pastors here are going to pray a formula over you. Like when it says in, in Acts 19, have you received the Holy Ghost since they believe? And it said, you know what? He preached to them. You were baptized in John's baptism. They got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as they surrendered, it said, and they heard, and they believed, and they were filled. And then they spoke with other tongues. It was kind of the aftermath. But because they heard, they decided to hear. Oh, decide to hear. Decide to hear. I don't care what you've been taught. Come back to the word. Ask him to show you. If you struggled in this area with the, the praying in other tongues and the heavenly language bursting forth in your life, if you struggled in this arena, ask God to help you to open your eyes. Ask him. And don't seek the gift. Don't seek, well, God, I want to pray in other tongues. I want to pray in other tongues. I want to pray in other tongues. Don't believe that God wants to fill your life with his presence, with his glory, and you'll pray in other tongues. You'll pray. You'll let it forth. Out of your belly will flow a river, not a trickle of living water. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that you set this all up for us that you prepared a promise for us so that we would live on this earth full of your Holy Ghost in order to accomplish the things that you put in our heart, the things and the plans that you put there, that you had it all in order so we could walk in it. Oh, you had a plan. We surrender to that plan today. And know this, there are some I know, and God knows. He's telling us, you're really struggling in this area. He wants to help you, wants to help you. You don't have to struggle anymore. You don't have to fight it. Just to let him in. There are things coming. There is change coming. There's good things. But if we don't know how to go through the storm without falling, when the good times which are about to, when the move of reformation begins to take place, we won't live correctly. This is a time to get our character right so that as the reformation and transformation of our land begins to take place that when things get easy we still live right allow him today to make the changes he wants to make so that we can walk through any circumstance through anything that comes our way because you know what I realized? He showed me this. There will always be something unexpected. Some are just greater unexpected things than others. But every day, there's something unexpected that happens. And we're not living according to any of it. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you again. I thank you for the comforter. I thank you that he's comforting those who are watching today online and those who are here. Father, I thank you for great comfort by the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're moving in our midst, that you're bringing about in each person your kinds of change. Your kinds of change, your kinds of strength, your kinds of hope. Oh, you're bringing them in your people, oh God. There will be a people who stand strong in your name. Unmoved. Always abounding. Always abounding in your goodness. That we would see the plans that have been pushed aside. 
that we would see these plans again strong, that we would see them clear. The deposits that were made by the Father when we were in the womb, that they would rise again. Some people shelved them. They put them back. They put them so far away because of disappointments and, and seeming long times. Oh, let them live again. Let them live again. Those things that God showed you when you were small, they look impossible to you. But they're beginning to stir again in new ways and sometimes a little different. You expected it to look a certain way and it hasn't come out that way. It hasn't worked out the way you thought it would. But his plan is sure. And so is his promise. You've been feeling the stirring because you realize the time is close to step in and do again. And you've thought, is it too late? And the answer is no. No, it's not. I speak strength in the name of Jesus. Strength and anointing to do exactly what he's called you to do. It's there. It will come. And you'll walk in it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for your presence this day. We thank you for a mighty infilling for those who've been wanting more of your presence. We thank you that you are doing the restoration in this hour. There's a restoration. Some of you have been looking for it. Where is that restoration that was promised? Where is it? It's close. Step in. Some of you just need to step into it. Just step in. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord, so very much. Everything you promised, everything you promised will surely come to pass. Hallelujah. Oh, give him praise. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Glory. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327. Or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139, 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3W, 3B1.